you are beautiful, you are so strong, you're amazing. Like Every day of life is a blank sheet of paper. More happy days in our lives. Small, small changes. You had to just be with life. To really practice mindfulness. I am not my thought. It's not easy, but it's very simple. If you put those two things together, you know, the sky is the limit. Hello everyone and welcome back to another beautiful episode of Intuitively Rich and today we have an amazing guest Roger Williams. Thank you so much for being part of the show and thank you so much for being my guest tonight. Oh Ali, thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. The first time I read about you I was like oh my god I need to talk to this person because <laughs> you were like you have done so many interesting things in life but something that caught really caught my eye about you was like you were saying that you took an adult gap year and I was like oh my god that sounds so cool I <laughs> wish more people to and I love the name of the adult gap year but before we talk about it Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the realization. Talk to me about your life before and after the realization of, like, do you remember the moment that you were like, I need to take a year <laughs> and the moment when you named it an adult gap year. Talk to yeah. me about the realization, <clears throat> about the moment it happened. So, yeah, I, I'd gone through COVID and, and the pandemic and lockdown and all those things. And um at the end of 2020, which was already a pretty bad year, uh, I had a, a cardiac event, is what the doctor would call it, uh, basically a heart attack. I had to have a stint put in. And really, you know, when you come to that point, I mean, it wasn't a massive heart attack. I, you know, it was pretty standard, you know, fair. But there is that sense of, you know, thinking about your mortality. And for me, it was more of just thinking about where did I find self-worth i couldn't go back and look at all the regrets because you know once it's, things are done in your life you you can't change them so going forward what was what was i gonna where was i gonna find my self-worth and i really started looking at this concept of a bucket list and so the the first thing that i put on my list that i had been really thinking about doing for a long time was the camino de santiago have you ever heard of the camino i have not uh it, it, okay. is it in spain Yes, it is. It's northern Spain, and it's about a 790-kilometer trek across northern Spain, and it takes about 30 days. And for about, oh gosh, I don't know, 10 years, I've been wanting to do this trip. And so I said, I can't put this off anymore. I have to do it. So even in the midst of a pandemic, I was bound and determined to go do this. So in August of 2021, I um, had bought a plane ticket. I flew to France. I took a train down to Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port, uh, just on the other side of, of the Pyrenees Mountains from Spain, and I started walking. And uh, it was a great trip. It was everything I had hoped it would be for myself. But when I got home, I went back to, to working and I um, went into the office and there was a friend of mine who I'd worked with for about four and a half years. And I had posted my trip on social media, but I always kept boundaries between myself and my fellow employees and, and the students that I worked with as far as who got to see my social media. And so I had made this Instagram reel of my trip that was basically just selfies of me and other people that I had met along that journey. And she watched it. And when she was done, Ani, she said, I've never seen you that happy before. Mm. And in four, I said, you know, I was thinking to myself, that's great. I'm glad she sees the joy that I was experiencing while I was doing this because I did. I had a lot of joy. But I was also sad because here it is. I've worked with this person for four and a half years and they've never seen me that happy. Uh, and so I just knew at that point I needed to do something different. And so I decided that I was going to uh, take a, a year off from selling my labor to others. Uh, and I had to raid my retirement fund. And um, so it was just, you know, it was a thing that I was like, I have to do this. I have to take at least a year, catch up on some of the things that I haven't done in my life that might bring me joy and really start to look at how can I use my own labor for myself. And so after that happened, there was this period of that, you know, I've got to go explain this to my 
my partner and I'm 52 years old. I still have to explain it to my parents because I still worry. And, you know, I mean, I have to explain it to my friends and family and all these people that, what are you doing? Because this is not normal. And so the only thing that I could really come up with is that I was going to take an adult gap year. And that's how I tried to explain it to people. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm from the U.S., so we don't do gap years uh, as prevalently as they do in Europe. Uh, for young people so it's still even a term here that the gap year is not a widely accepted term even though schools like harvard will tell you um, to send a letter to every incoming freshman saying we think it's in your best interest to take a gap year and we'll hold your acceptance for a year if you want to take one there still isn't that you know in america it's do things as quick as you can as fast as you can and you know so that you can get out there so you can spend money that's what it's all about and so take slowing down taking that time just doesn't exist and so it was still even using that terminology here in the states i still had to explain it further so i said i'm just gonna take a year and do bring me joy that's it and so that's how i explained to my friends and family what an adult gap year was i love it and you are so right when i lived in the u.s i think they are really hard people in the u.s are really hard-working people because it seemed to me that they are always working. You mm. you mentioned that, okay, you got the, we all have those thoughts of what if, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. I can take a year. But, and I think every single person had at their, at some point in their life, those thoughts, but they don't move forward with those thoughts because, you know, we have fear. There is this fear of not fitting in, fear of what family members will say. How did you get the courage to actually pursue what you wanted to do? It wasn't easy, Uh, you know, especially having to take money out of my retirement fund and knowing that I was, you know, take me years to replace it. Uh, But I just decided I would, you know, spend a lifetime, whether it was with my family, whether it was through my job, I, I spent my whole life just serving other people. And I found joy in that. But obviously, when I was talking to my friends, not as much as I had thought. And so I had to take the risk to, to find that joy. And it's really a matter of not just saying yes all the time. I know there's this big thing of yes theory out there where you just say yes to everything. Anything that comes to your mind, you say yes. But joy also sometimes means that you say no. Mm-hmm. And for me, I had to teach myself quickly that there's things that I don't need to do. And just because I have a job um, that should be valuable and to society it's valuable. I was helping young people who weren't traditionally college bound students um, make it through high school, primary and get into college and be successful in college. It was a worthy profession to do. But if it wasn't bringing me the ultimate joy that I needed, I needed to say no. And so the courage I think is not necessarily to take the gap here, but the courage is to say no to what is expected of you of culture and society, right? That, that That's one of the things that's very interesting to me is that as I'm promoting this bucket, um, bucketless lifestyle, the people that are really grabbing, uh, gravitating towards it are young people, are millennials and Gen Z, right? Because they, they didn't, they're growing up with this concept that you, you don't have to just work your whole entire life. And then if you're lucky, and have your health and have money you can go out and do things and visit all the places you've longed to over the years but there's so many young people that are saying hey i can do both or i can make this adventurous lifestyle um, a, a way to make money and sell my labor while i'm doing it and enjoy myself i can have both and so i think so often with my parents and my generation that that wasn't the case. We didn't, you know, and so I had to say no to that, that you just work, 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 work. And then one day, maybe if you're lucky, you'll, you know, live a few years and be able to see some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to say no to that. I'd say, nope, I'm going to start trying to do that now and not wait. Yes, courage is not, I think people think that if someone is very courageous, they are not fearful. I think courage is, like still doing whatever you want to do, despite the fear. Mm. 
and not paying attention to that fear because fear is always going to be there not an active fear but this fearful thoughts may come and you have to let them flow did you have any plan b or was it like was it like i'm enjoying this so much or did you think like if something goes wrong i will do this and that or was it just like you are fully committed to that gap here i was fully committed to the gap here i think the, the point b is on the on the back side of what's going to happen right do i need to go back to teaching um in three or four months from now do mm-hmm. you know or am i able to cultivate um some good resources that i can mm-hmm. use to sell my labor <clears throat> so that i don't you know so i don't have to have a, a regular job anymore and that's really the goal and I'm, and I'm striving to get there. So, so the plan B is on the backside, not during the year. <laughs> I was fully committed to the year. I took enough money that I could pay my bills and I, you know, traveled uh, around the world for three months and, you know, been able to buy myself some things to help enhance some skills that I want to develop. And, you know, I'm just, um, I just, I just knew that I was, if I was going to do this, I was mm-hmm. going to do it full out and, and not worry about it. And, it, you know, again, it goes back to your question of, you know, how did you have the courage? And I think it's just seeing life through a lens of joy, right? That that everything I look at, I say, does this bring me joy or not? And if the answer is yes, then I pursue it. And if it doesn't, mm-hmm. I say, and, and it does not, then I say, no, I'm not going to do this. Um, a story about the Camino, you walk along this trail and it's fairly well marked with way markers telling you how many more miles you have to get to Santiago de Compostela. And to get a certificate of completion, you have to walk at least 100 kilometers. And so there's a 100 kilometer uh, marker on the trail. And I call it the Instagram marker, right? Everybody that walks the Camino usually stops and gets their picture at this marker. <laughs> and uh, because I did it, I'm, you know, if you see this picture and you see the picture of me in, f- in front of the cathedral in Santiago, then you know I, I completed it. And so as we, as I was approaching that, I was with my partner and I told her, I said, uh, I said, I, I, I'm going to get naked at the hundred K marker and I had my picture taken. And she was like, okay. You know, she just knew that if I, if it had gotten to the point where I had verbalized it, <clears throat> I thought through it enough to like, it was going to happen. And you know, for me, it was just like, I want, I want to do things differently. I don't want to do things like everybody else does. And so I thought to myself, I've never seen a picture of anybody, you know, standing at the hundred K marker naked. So I'm going to do that. And thankfully we were, we got up late that morning. We were far behind most of the other, (laughs) the other pilgrims and that were walking. And so I wasn't too fearful that, we'd run into anyone <laughs> although we did have a couple people pass by but you know it's just like it doesn't it doesn't matter you know I, i'm gonna do things that bring me joy and make me happy and make me smile and if it doesn't if it doesn't that doesn't work for you i'm sorry i hope you find what does i love it what was about the europe that you wish people in the states would do more of oh geez uh stroll <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by stroll yeah like stroll like uh, americans be and, and i get it for because it's so expensive to fly over there and mm. sometimes it can be expensive to to stay you want americans always want to get the most out of their dollar right mm-hmm. so that so and they also want to make sure that they've done everything everybody else says you should do right it's like you leave with this you leave america with this list of your aunts and your uncles and your your parents and your siblings saying, "Oh, if you're gonna if you're gonna go all the way to Italy, you better do these ten things in Rome, right?" And and so I think I wish they would leave those itineraries at home and just go someplace and stroll. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to do that. I stayed in Trieste, Italy, for a month, and I stayed in Matera, Italy, for a month, and I was just able to walk around and just look one of the great experiences i was walking around matera italy and i hadn't done a lot of research before i went um i knew it was a beautiful place uh i was trying attempting to write a book so i figured you know hey i'll just you know spend some time here and i'm walking around the town and i run into the i run like literally almost run straight into this 
uh, walking, of course, but I actually almost bump into this Salvador Dali sculpture that's in the middle of this plaza. And I'm like, what is this doing? You know, this is Italy. It's not Spain. It's Italy. You know, Dali's Spanish. And I, you know, thankfully the signs were in English and I read the signs and it's like, there, there are five other sculptures from Salvador Dali around this town. This is crazy. So I just strolled and followed the path and went and saw all these sculptures. And it's just like, if I, if I had been, if I had gone and gotten an itinerary and said, okay, I got to be here at this time and there at that time, uh, I may have missed that. And so just for me going to Europe, uh, it's part of the reason that after I did the Camino, I wanted to go back to Spain. I spent two weeks in Pamplona and I just wanted to go back and be and not necessarily have an agenda and have to be someplace or see something or, you know, any of that. I, I sometimes I wish just Americans would leave their itineraries at home. That is so beautiful. I think, and I agree with you, to just be, to have at least take 10 minutes of your day to just be without any intention mm. to just be and listen i love the um i think uh, someone said i read it somewhere that meditation is listening to god while praying is talking to god and that's what meditation is for me to just be and mm. be part of this universe and to just listen without thinking anything what was the most profound moment like did you have any moment where you were just being and something phenomenal happened like you just mentioned you just saw this uh, Salvador Dali was it a sculpture or what was it yes yeah it's a sculpture, the word you know like when you are thinking in two languages sometimes you get the sure. words <laughs> <laughs> no worries I was like what was what is that word so do you have any because I'm all into intuitive living into being mm -hmm. and into just feeling obviously there is this not real part of life, but the other part of life that we need money and then we need to work. Sure. But I'm all for intuitive living. And do you have any other stories that people can just feel that story and then get inspired to just be more? Yeah. So um, fortunately, my father passed away while I was in Europe and we kind of knew it was going to happen. And, mm -hmm. and you know, he had told me uh, in the hospital last time I saw him before I left that you know, I said, dad, I can stay. I can, you know, he said, if you don't go, I'm going to get out of this bed and kick your ass. So mm -hmm. I said, well, I, I better go. Um, cause I, even with brain cancer, I knew he could probably do it. He's a strong, he's a strong man. Mm -hmm. And so I was in Triste, Italy, um, when it happened and I, I did fly home to the States for the funeral and flew back to Italy and, and, I was talking to my partner and um, she was coming from Seattle to Indiana where my dad was being laid to rest. And I said, Hey, can you bring my blue jacket? I'll just wear some jeans. And she was like, you can't wear that to your dad's funeral. You need a suit. And I'm like, how am I supposed to get a suit? <laughs> you know, uh, in between the time I have to leave here and get to Indiana and, you know, go to the funeral. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no way. I mean, I could probably rent one, but you know, and I said, just bring it. And she goes, no, you need, you need a suit. So I got on the Google machine that morning and I, and I looked around to, you know, where there were places that I might be able to buy a suit in Italy and my wallet um, shrank <laughs> just, thinking, <laughs> just thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm going to buy a suit in Italy and this is going to be super expensive. And so I wound up picking this to start my my search, I found that I found this little, it was just a little tiny, and it was not totally outside of town, but just a little bit off the beaten path. And, and I walked in and um, very lovely young woman um, greeted me and, and then she said, well, what can we do for you? And I said, well, I need a suit for my dad's funeral. And she goes, oh, when is it? And I said, well, I, ha I have to leave on Wednesday, which was like four days <laughs> you know, from now. And she goes, oh my goodness. She goes, I don't know. She goes, my fiance will be, he's the tailor and he'll be here in a couple of minutes and you know, he'll try to help you. And so Fabrizio shows up on his Vespa and <laughs> walks into the shop. He's, he's, his suit is impeccable and i'm just like oh my gosh you know <laughs> this is uh, you know this this kid's good 
and and they say kid he's probably late 20s early 30s and he i told him my story and he's like oh i don't know and he he literally pulls this suit off the rack and he said this might work and i put it on and besides minor minor alterations it fit perfectly mm. and when i was sitting there looking myself in the mirror i'm like I look really good. This is, you know, this is a <laughs> handmade tailored suit from Italy. I said, I look really good. My dad deserves this. Whatever it is, I'll pay for it. I'll buy it. And it wound up, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't cheap compared to American standards, but it also wasn't an Armani. You know, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it, it was, it was beautiful. And I said, let's go let's do it. And he made the alterations. I picked it up. He was so just honored to, to be the person making this suit for me to go back mm-hmm. home to, to my dad's funeral. And he was like, you need a pocket square. I'm going to get a pocket square. I'm going to go to the fabric place. I'm going to get you a pocket square. And, you know, it just the care that he gave me in that process. I, you know, even going to one of the larger more well-established places in town, I wouldn't have got, I don't maybe not have gotten that Mm -hmm. same care. And I made a friend in the process. And so it was just like you said earlier, it's like, how do you be open to whatever experience comes your way and, and be willing for the universe, God, whatever it is for you to speak into what it is you're doing at that moment and where you are in that time frame, and just allowing that to be. And I think when you do, you open yourself up to, to a lot of joy. Thank you for sharing that story because I know it's, that means a lot because it's about your family, your dad. And thank you so much for sharing that story. Yeah. Let's talk about the bucket list. You mentioned the bucket list lifestyle. First of all, mm-hmm. let's define the bucket list because we assume people around, because people around us know all the things that we know, but some people might not be aware of what does it mean for you personally and what does it mm-hmm. mean in general to live a bucket list lifestyle? Yeah, the, the interesting thing about the bucket list is that it's the concept of writing down a list of things you want to do before you die has probably been around for a long time, but calling it a bucket list has only been around for 15 years. We sometimes think that it's been around, you know, in our collective conscious, oh, that's been forever. And it hasn't, it's really new. It's a new concept um, that you would sit down, make a list of all the things you want to do before you die or all the things you want to do in your lifetime and, and then start crossing those items off. And I think that that's really the essence of what it is. It comes from uh, the movie, The Bucket List, starring uh, Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson that was released back in 2007. Uh, And really there's no literary, video, media, any uh, mention of this process before this movie. So it's really relatively new. And so a lot of times I tell people it's, a bucket list can be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be. Sometimes I think we think it's, oh, these grand adventures and like me taking three months and going to Europe. And <clears throat> that's what it is. You want to see all these great things and you you got to have this checklist of, because if you don't, you know, cross all these things off and see all these things, that your life isn't complete. And I really think that misses the boat a lot of times. That a bucket list is yours. It's what brings you joy and what brings you happiness. And I think that that's the real key uh, to creating one is to say, what's going to, what outside of your work, what do you find yourself? Because a lot, especially in America, and you probably experience this is that, you know, when you meet people in America, generally, you know, for the first time, they say, you know, what's your name? Maybe where do you live? And then what do you do? And the answer to that question, what do you do, is always your job, who you sell your labor to, and how you sell it. Uh, I work for Microsoft, and I, you know, I'm a programmer, or whatever it is that your the the value that you have to society is dictated by those things. And I think that there's living a bucket list lifestyle says, okay, it's okay to have a job. It's it's not like you don't have to have a job uh, because you gotta have a job to pay for stuff, but 
you only supposed to work 40, 50 hours a week, at least in the United States, you're only supposed to work 40, 50 hours a week. And you have 165 in a week, it's 165 hours in a week. So why would I want to be known when we do less than a third of my time? I want to be known by the things that I do with the majority of my time. And the majority of time I'm not working, I'm doing other stuff. So what is that stuff I'm doing? And how do I intentionally live a life that shows that to other people uh, through the things that I do and the relationships that I develop? And for me, that's what a bucket list is. You know, you can call it anything you want. There's people that are, you know, say, oh, don't call it a bucket list because then all the focus is on dying. I'm like, okay, fine. Call it whatever you want, right? <laughs> that's not, you know, my motivation a little bit to have one was, you know, I, I saw my mortality. Decided, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my life up a little bit. But that not might be you. You may be 22 years old and say, you know, here's my life goals. I wanted to accomplish these things uh, outside of my of what I do to, to sell my labor. Great. Whatever it is, however it works best for you, whatever it takes for you to uh, make a list and start crossing items off, I'm all for it. Uh, I, I am... I am not a very dogmatic person. I don't have, you know, I don't usually wear blinders and I tried as much as I can to say whatever it takes for you to find joy and hopefully bring joy to others. Let's do that. And how can I help you do that? <laughs> right. I just want to, I just want as many people as possible having joyful lives that radiate onto other people. And so uh, that's what I found the bucket list concept of putting things down that, that I want to do as a way for me to do that. So often people are trying to kill the time. And I was thinking the other day, imagine if everyone woke up every single day excited for all the minutes and mm. all the hours they have, and they are living the life that they are so excited to live that sometimes it even feels like the time isn't enough for doing all the things that we love. You mentioned the joy and for you, it's very important whenever you are doing something and I'm pretty sure majority of the things, because sometimes we still have to do the things that we don't really like, but sure. we choose to do them. Maybe it's doing something for our neighbor or for our family member, but major, I think 80% of the time we should do the things that we brings joy. And if people are listening to us and they're like, okay, it's joy thing this bucket list thing sounds really good but they have all the reasons why they cannot hmm. have that lifestyle because we are so used to like trying to kill the time and not enjoying our lives and not feeling good that we think that is normal we don't even right. we cannot even imagine how it can feel to wake up eager for the day and to get the joy out of life so what are the first steps the first questions how can they start to feel this lifestyle because we have to feel it first in order to then pursue it. That's just how I think. Do you have any tips sure. for people? Well, I think that the, there's different ways for everybody, right? I mean, that's the world is what I found is made up of so many different people in so many different places and so many different situations. It's hard to say, you know, what's right for one person and what's wrong, you know, um, but it, in my forthcoming book, I have a whole chapter on how do you start, right? And and there's lots of different examples there. For me, I had to take on something huge, right? The Camino probably cost me about $5,000 for the month to do. I, you know, in total with all the transportation and flights and everything, it took me at least 10 months to plan. It was a, you know, and it took me a whole 32 days, 33 to, to walk it so so it was a very large item that i crossed off my bucket list i had to do that because uh in my past i have not been so uh organized or determined or you know i would i would have big ideas and then i would you know fall short of them of completing them or um so i yeah so i needed to prove to myself that I could do this, that I could take on large things and complete them. And that was important for me. Other people may need to start small. 
and work their way up to something big or even never get big, right? I have a friend that has a bucket list and on her list is just uh, recipes from Thailand, food recipes from Thailand. And she has about 15 or 20 of them on. And every month she takes one of those <laughs> recipes and she tries to perfect it over a month. She cooks it three, four times a month. You know, one single recipe, she cooks it once a week to try to perfect that cooking style. And that's her goal. And that's okay. You know, I think there's this, um, I think a misperception from the movie because these two older men um, start making this bucket list and they become these grand things of traveling the world and seeing Mount Everest and climbing to the top of the Pyramid of Giza and, you know, all these, you know, tremendous things that they put on their list that that's what a bucket list has to be. But really the point of the movie winds up that, you know, one of the greatest things that these two guys could do <laughs> an adventure they could take in the last moments of their life was to heal and be with their families. And so you can have a bucket list of just relational stuff. A bucket list can absolutely be anything. And it's all dependent upon what it is you want and need. And it, you don't have to spend a ton of money. You know, it could be, I, I want, you know, it could be a skill. Like one of the things I'm trying to cross off my list right now is to learn to the ukulele. Ukulele cost me 50 bucks right um to purchase and but it's a lot of time you know it's, it's an hour hour and a half a day that i'm sitting down trying to uh fit in my time frame to, to learn how the ukulele and it brings me joy I and mean, it goes back to you know if you have a bucket list and it doesn't bring you joy when you cross items off then it's not worth it you know that needs to be the lens that you look at the things right if, if spending a bunch of money to travel to the states and visit all 50 states isn't going to bring you joy that sounds like a headache then please by all means don't do it mm. if you if you you know think that you need to see all the romantic cities in europe you, you know over the course of a month and it's not going to bring you joy because you're not with somebody don't do it uh i, I think that your list kind of dictates where you start from and what's on your list and you know and what your your personal needs are um but it takes writing down the list first just physically writing it down you you said that earlier that you might need to you know, to write down your own you know bucket list i highly encourage it take a physical piece of paper a physical pen and write the items down um, because mm -hmm. because part of it is is that you complete them they need to be they need to be things that you can actually complete and when you get that chance to like write it down mine's on i taped it to my window of the room uh the mirror excuse me the mirror of my bathroom so that when you know, i see it every morning and remind myself oh i need to do you know i need to do something on that list what's my next thing uh and and then I also get a chance that once I've done them, I get to cross it off and I feel that satisfaction. So I, I think a physical list is super important um, to, to what's going on. But there's a lot of apps out there for your phone where you can track them, cross them off, you know, add your itineraries. You know, there's all those kind of things out there. You know, there's an app for everything, like they say. <laughs> so, so, so if you need to put it on an app, that's great just use the reminders, you know, set the reminders to say, oh, I need to, you know, I need to practice my ukulele today. Um, but, but I think it really depends on you and what you want to get out of it. Right. And that's all about the intention that I think you set when you, when you sit down to write it out. My intention for my list was very communal. Uh, I believe in community. I love community. I love building community. I love being part of community. And so a lot of things that are on my list are very communal things. Uh, going to Tomorrowland or do like doing the Camino or crashing a, a friend's wedding or, you know, I mean, there's, there's all these things that are really communal. There's some that aren't, you know, getting knuckle tattoos. Uh, was not a very communal thing. <laughs> it was just me and the tattoo artist. But but the majority of things on my list are communal. And that's really sets the intention of why and how I do things on my list. I love how you said that your friend has a bucket list for the recipes because even though that I practice to think outside 
outside of the box i even have a tattoo on me that says coloring outside of the lines i was <laughs> like oh my god bucket list shouldn't be about doing stuff it can be about recipes or reading mm -hmm. books you can have like 20 oh, books sure. that you want to read each month and i love the concept of thinking outside of the box before we talk about your podcast and your book mm -hmm. i I, first of all, I want to let you know that I'm really enjoying this conversation because we Good. need more people talking about that life is not what everyone else is doing, that we are, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. everyone is a unique individual and we are all, have, we have all different needs and unique needs and wants and we have to create our life around us. We don't have to nobody has to listen to us they just can take the concept like the core like the energy behind our words and then apply it to their lives the idea of it you don't have to even create a bucket list i even don't write to-do lists i write to complete lists people can mm -hmm. even call it to complete list whatever they want i love how you sure. think outside of the box and i love how you have this you you don't think that there is one solution for everyone and you see people as unique individuals now tell me more about your book and also talk to me about the podcast and the motivation inspiration behind starting a podcast yeah so the podcast is called, called the crossing it off podcast and uh, it's basically a weekly show where i interview someone that has crossed off whatever item it is off their bucket list or their life goal list and we just talk about that item for about half an hour and why they did it, what the purpose was, what, what they get out of doing it, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the motivation for the show originally was how do I, you know, I'm taking this trip on the Camino de Santiago. I'm going to be gone for a month. How do I monetize this? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, here I'm spending all this money and, you know, not all, see, I was like, how do I monetize this? So I had done a couple episodes before I left. And the, the intention was that I was going to meet people along the journey and then do these interviews with them of why they wanted to do the Camino. And once I got on the trail, I'm like, nope, that's not happening. Not because I couldn't, but because I just didn't want to. I, you know, the stories that I was hearing and the relationships I'd I was building I didn't want to monetize those I wanted those to be real and authentic and I didn't I didn't want that to happen so I kind of put the show on hold until I got back and then I quit my job and I'm like you know I can do this um so like I said I'm I, I've never been good on follow through um so that so as you know doing a podcast takes a lot of energy it takes a lot of time Pe people that do this as a hobby I just absolutely am amazed it's why you know, most podcasts don't make it because people aren't consistent. And I just told myself, I'm, you know, I put it on my bucket list. I'm going to do 52 episodes. I'm doing an episode every week, at least for a year. If anything happens with this, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but I want to tell people's stories. And, you know, it's just like our experience together today, Anna. It's like, I just love talking to people and hearing their stories and, and, getting other people to, you know, the chance to hear them as well. And so it's been, it's been so much fun and, you know, it's, it's all over the board. I don't judge, you know, my guests as far as, you know, I'm not trying to get the most outlandish, crazy bucket list items, you know, as a subject for, for an episode. I just tell people, you know, I had to, I have a, a guest that I'll, I'll have on soon that, that she, She's like, are you sure me, my story? I'm like, gosh, yes, this is awesome. This is totally fun. You're, you know, this is really cool. And, you know, she finally just kind of gave in said, okay, I'll do it. And we had a great conversation, a great time. And I've got all, you know, I'm sure they're going to get a lot of praise for that episode because it's just so much fun. She's such a creative person. And I've had people on the show that have you know, I had someone that had on their bucket list to raise a million dollars for charity through their artwork. I've had someone that on their bucket list was to um, get uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's autograph. And, uh, you know, and this week's episode was somebody that um, reached out to their estranged child. So it's all over the board. And um, my, my goal, my hope is that people will hear it, be inspired and 
to start crossing items off their bucket list, whatever that is, uh, and hopefully maybe empower them too. So in my, my show notes, not only do I have the guest information if they have it, but I also find resources for people uh, about that bucket list item. So if it's, you know, if it's visiting the Amalfi Coast, then I have three or four resources for people that listen to the episode and say, wow, I'd like to go there. Um, there's resources in the show notes for them to do it. So that was, you know, it's, it's about helping people and just telling stories. I love telling stories. I love being able to, to do those interviews and, and get those stories out. Um, and the book has come about from, you know, I, I struggled because I, I went to Europe to write one book and, uh, and came out with a different book. Um, and so that was, uh, I struggled with that struggled with writing the bucket list book like I was you know because to me that's like uh, you know claiming some kind of expertise right you know if you write a book and you and you publish it and I, I've I don't I've never called myself I'm an expert in anything I've ever done <laughs> although maybe I could but uh, you know I just have information and knowledge and I want as many people uh, to get that about this thing that's called, you know, this bucket list lifestyle and how maybe they can pursue it. So I, I you know, I tell my full story in there, which is much longer than I went through this, the, uh, with you today, but I tell my full story. And then I they have a system of um, creating a bucket list mindset. Um, and I, before you start writing it down, then the bucket list creation. And then in the end, it's, the, you know, the last part of it is bucket list management. How do you start the question you asked? Where do you start? You know, how do you pick what you do next? Um, and so, yeah, so it, it should be available uh, mid mid August, uh, a couple of weeks is the goal. And uh, you know, I'm just I'm just hoping that you know people can can read it and uh, feel like they have been empowered to go out and, and do mm -hmm. this thing and live this lifestyle. So so beautiful. I love it. And also, I wanted. You went, while you were talking, uh, I was reminded I have done US tour and I mm -hmm. lived in a van for eight months mm -hmm. with my two-year-old and the husband. And one thing Whoa. I want to mention and one thing I learned from my husband, because he's a cheap guy, not for the family. <laughs> like he won't say no to anything that I need or but for him. So he even now he is traveling, he put a mattress on his car. And I, I, I think he's not even eating and spending money on food. Maybe he's like feeding on air. Who knows? Yeah. But one thing that I learned, like you really, truly do not need a lot of money because this guy, because he has an amazing research skills, has found so many free campsites and so many apps mm -hmm. that let you know where to stay. And I think Americans, when I was living there, that was just um, how I saw it, that they think, oh, they need to buy a van they need to go to dealership we bought a van van which was in perfect condition it was like less than 5k it was like 4k mm. i think or something and it was in perfect condition you don't need a lot of money and there are a lot of free stuff there are a lot of cheap stuff you just need to know where to find it so even if someone's inspired to travel just go and explore the next block because we use the same routes we walk the same streets every single day and if you just go to another neighborhood there are even like just google like most touristic places around you and you will find so many amazing cafes and places and i don't know you can find the sculptures and the paintings and the museums right. that you even you you will be like oh my god is this my own city so i really felt guided to add this that there are a lot of cheap stuff free stuff we even found so many free food places along the way while we were, we were traveling. This guy was attracting yeah. even like free food. We were just <laughs> like, people were gifting us food. We found places that are giving people food. So there are a lot of, you don't need a lot of money to travel. Yeah, and there are places no. where you need money, but it's not an excuse. That's what I, all I want to say, that it's not an excuse not to do something that you really, really feel guided to say, it, to do. And to add on to that is that, you know, you, you have all the information at your hand, you know, right in the palm of your hand, right? You can mm -hmm. find that information, whereas 20 years ago, right? It would not have been, a, you know, as prevalent. Sure. There was no Airbnb. There was no couch surfing app. There was no, you know, you know there, there, there was no Google Maps, you know, 20 years ago. And mm -hmm. so, I, you know, I worked 
for teenagers for 30 years in those last you know five years i'm like you all should not be here right now <laughs> you all need to get out you have every you know like when i was your age i'd have to call up the travel agent i'd have to ask them where to stay they put me in the most expensive place you know that doesn't exist anymore you have yeah. every bit of information uh, at hand and even like not even for just traveling right like, like I can find every ukulele tab for any song that I want to learn to play, whether it be, you know, the actual tabs, the chords, or someone to teach me to me on YouTube for free. Mm -hmm. I just have to yes. be willing to, 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 to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you have, we live in an amazing time. We have all the resources at our fingertips that we could ever imagine having. Uh, especially from previous decades and and everything is possible everything is possible I have a cousin who has cerebral palsy and and she's older than me and she you know we we were talking the other day and she said I you know I want to write a book I've always wanted to write a book but you know my speech is bad I can't type I can only use one finger now you know she's just it's it's getting there. and I said no problem I said you know Google Docs has dictation software you just speak into it and you know she goes yeah but my speech is you know my speech impediment is super bad it won't understand me and i'm like nope you got four or five relatives and friends that would help you edit that book there's just no reason that you can't do this you know will it take work and effort and time and research sure uh but it can get done it can happen and um you just have to have the will. You have to. Have, you have to say, no. This will bring me joy, and I want to. I want to do this. And and if you if it brings you enough joy, you'll find a way. Humans are experts at killing their dreams before before they even pursue it. <laughs> they can yes. be experts because we cannot imagine how amazing our future can be because we're only judging through our past. Before I'm gonna ask you, where can people find you? Is mm -hmm. there anything that you feel very guided to add on this conversation? Maybe you've, I have not asked the question that you really feel guided to. Uh, Maybe you have an answer to a question that I have not even thought about. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, th uh, I would say that, although I just said, I would put the caveat on what I just said. You know, I, th I think that, um, yes, anything's possible, but not everything's worth it. Mm, I love it. Right? And so the, exa the example that I give is, um, and your European audience might not be as familiar, but um, I grew up watching Saturday Night Live here in the United States, live program on Saturday nights, and it's out of New York City. And it's very popular, has been on TV for almost 45 years um, or longer. And, and I love the show. And every episode, they start with a skit. <clears throat> and at the end of that skit, somebody else live from new york Saturday night and growing up with that show and watching that show for 40 plus years i always wanted to be the person that would say that line i always wanted to be on the show in that skit saturday night 11 <laughs> 30 saying live from new york at saturday night live the reality is is that i could put that on my bucket list but only, there's less than a thousand people that have ever said that in the course of history on that show right people like Dwayne the Rock Johnson you know um you know actresses and actors and you know Lizzo and you know I mean it's the people that have said that I'm I'm nowhere close to being famous like that the percentage of my my fame is so minute compared to, to those people that that there's probably a very fraction of a minute ability for me to be able to do that so it's something I don't have on my bucket list. It's a dream. I can dream about it, but it's not something on my bucket list because I want to put things on my bucket list that I can achieve, that I can cross off. If I can't cross it off, or there's a slim chance of crossing, very slim chance of crossing it off, I don't want to put it on there because I know at least for me, that would be discouraging if I couldn't, right? I would rather put things on my list that I can cross off. And so something I do have on my list is that I would like to be an extra in a Star Wars TV show or movie. I'm a big fan, saw it in the movie theaters in 1977 when it first came out, loved it ever since. Uh, and I would love to be an extra on one of those, in one of those shows. 
I could probably get that done if I if I really you know put some energy into getting that. I know some people in LA. I know some people in the business. I understand how the business works. You know, there's things about that that I could you know. And I don't have to have any lines. You can put me in an alien costume. You can put me in a storm outfit and I'll miss all my targets. You know, I have no problem, right? You know, being low on the totem pole. I don't just want to be able to say I've been on set and I was in the frame, right? Um, I could probably get that done. That's why it's on my list. It's for me, it's gotta be things that you can actually achieve or then it's just, it's just a dream. And yeah, setting then, yourself up for success makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Before you leave me with a message, tell me where can people find you? Where can people connect to you? Yeah, the best place is at the website for the podcast. It's crossingitoffpodcast.com. And you can um, find all the resources. You can listen to the show there. Um, You can uh, learn about how I um, mentor people with their bucket list directly. It's where the book will be available. And hopefully by the end of uh, August, uh, we'll have some online courses, some video strategy courses that people can take. So that's the best place to to find me is there. The podcast is available anywhere online uh, that you get podcasts. It's available all across the world, listened to in 61 countries. And then if you kind of want to follow my journey of things that I cross off my list, you can follow me on Instagram at crosser.offer. Perfect. Now, um, we have enjoyed this conversation very much. Mm-hmm. And I want you to leave me and our listeners with a message that is in your heart right now. Not something you think you have to say but something you truly want to say and feel guided to say it can be a word or like three sentences however long it can be however long you want it to be the end of your life you need to be able to answer two questions Did you have a life filled with joy? And did that life bring joy to other people? Thank you so much, Roger, for this phenomenal conversation for inspiration. (laughs) And I hope that at least one person, obviously I want for 100% to get motivated and inspired. We all say that one person and we all want it to be like 100 or 200. But if at (laughs) least one person is listening to us and they're like, oh my God, you know, like I'm just going to create a bucket list for however big or small things they want to write on this bucket list. I think we have done our (laughs) duty. But I agree. It's already made because we had this conversation for each other, for ourselves, and we have enjoyed this conversation and we have inspired each other. So Thank you for being my guest today and sharing your energy with us. Uh, Thanks for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. And thank you so much for listeners, for to listeners for listening and have a phenomenal day. If it's morning, wherever you are, have a phenomenal night. If it's night and until next time.